When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Sunshine Double begins in three weeks, and there are five tournaments spread across four continents this week as we swing into spring on Tennis Channel. Day two action around the globe did not disappoint as some stars stepped up and others got sent home. Plus, world number one Novak Djokovic makes a decision that could impact the greatest of all time debate. Are you prepared to forego the chance to be the greatest player that ever picked up a racket because you feel so strongly about this jab. Yes. And we honor Willis Thomas, a true pioneer of the sport, in today's Black History Month feature. Thirsty for more tennis? We've got you covered on TC Live right now. Welcome to TC Live, presented by Verbo, our half-hour post-game show, wrapping up more than 17 hours of tennis action from around the globe. Just a typical Tuesday here at Tennis Channel, nighttime in Delray Beach. It's the nighttime in Santa Monica under the bright lights. Steve Weissman back with Prakash Amitraj and American superstar Jenny Brady. How are you feeling tonight, Jenny? Yeah, I'm feeling a little bit more comfortable today than yesterday, so I'm ready to get started. I gotta say, the whole forest green thing, I am digging it. I love it. Thanks. I like the pink. <laughs> Compliments all around. Everybody looks fantastic. And the purple looks great on you, <laughs> Thanks, Jen. Thanks. I felt that was a little bit, you know, on the third side of things, but, you know, I love it. A lot of love at this table. Hey. Third, third is enough for me. I'll, I'll take it. Uh, a lot to get to today on the show. We begin, though, with the biggest news in tennis. That is Novak Djokovic doing an interview for the very first time since getting deported from Australia. He spoke to the BBC about his stance on not getting vaccinated and the timing of his positive test in December. Take a listen. Are you prepared to forego the chance to be the greatest player that ever picked up a racket, statistically? because you feel so strongly about this jab? Yes. I do. But as things stand, if this means that you miss the French Open, is that a price you'd be willing to pay? Yes, that is the price that I'm willing to pay. And if it means that you miss Wimbledon this year, again, that's a price you're willing to pay? Yes. Well, Djokovic went on to say that is the price I'm willing to pay. The principles of decision-making on my body are more important than any title or anything else. I'm trying to be in tune with my body, close quote. So, Prakash, what was your reaction after hearing what Djokovic had to say? Bold. I've seen it, but now seeing it again, it just completely hits you. And look, let's, let's just take a step back for a minute here. As an individual, I think you have to be at peace with all of our decisions. Look, when we go to our grave at the end of the day, we're the ones who are going to have to look back on our lives and you know, before we go to see our maker. So you want to be completely comfortable with all the decisions you're making and have no regrets. And it seems like that's where Novak is. I'm just very curious as to 
is there is there a reason behind it? Is it a health reason? We know it's not a health, maybe religious. We're not quite sure. But he's very staunch in his beliefs. And look, it, if you start living for other people, you're going to not be able to live with yourself. So I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah, look, I think everyone's entitled to their own opinions and their beliefs. But... At this day and age, right now, um, I mean, for me, I I got the vaccine back in July, but it was more of a convenience thing. I wasn't home. I wasn't able to, you know, plan out my schedule according to the vaccine. So once I was able to be home for around five, six weeks, I was able to get a vaccine. And then it's, it's, it's a part of the job right now. In order to travel, just travel overseas and travel even coming back to America, people aren't even allowed in unless they're vaccinated. So... It's uh, it's definitely a decision that he's going to have to think about. Well, you're bringing up the professional side of it. And for me, the first thing I did was immediately go get it because I spent so much time around my parents. So mm. lots of different reasons that may want to get it as well. 99 of the top 100 players on the ATP Tour are vaccinated. The only one that isn't is Novak Djokovic. When you were making your decision, what were the conversations like in the locker room among players about getting vaccinated? Um, I would say majority of the players were already either vaccinated or within their first dose or starting to think about getting vaccinated. So I know there's not anybody that I know of that isn't vaccinated. Mm. So I would say definitely around probably around the same number on the on the women's side that are vaccinated as well. Well, we'll see what happens, because certainly Rafa Nadal, now 21 major titles, leads the all time race. And if Novak Djokovic does not play in Paris... That could get to 22 for Nadal. We'll keep you updated on this story on Tennis Channel and Tennis.com. The highlights begin in Delray Beach. We had Seb Korda, who made his first ATP Tour final here last year, Prakash, back as the fifth seed taken on Tanasi Kokonakis, who already has as many wins this year as he's had in the past four seasons combined. Well, you see right there a big forehand from Kokonakis, something that we saw a ton of in Australia when he won that first title of his. Very emotional time for him. But uh, Seb Korda here showing a ton of why he is going places in this sport. Right there, you saw a brilliant backhand there, curling up the line for a passing shot. Now he pulls the trigger in the middle of a rally. One thing with this kid, not only does he have such a brilliant head on his shoulders, but he's able to pick and choose the right shot at the right time. He's got brilliant versatility. You can see there, using the backhand slice, coming up and off the front foot, playing that forehand up the line, working his way to position at the net. There's not too many things that he can't do. Doesn't make a mistake here in the second set. Was up a break, gave it back in that first set. But here, pushes ahead, gets that second break. Makes easy work with beautiful wide serve. Won 70% of his points on serve. Converted four of eight break points. 6-4-6-1. Sebi Korda is moving on as we take a look at some other scores from Delray Beach. Sam Query going down now. Ten straight losses for Sam Query. Marcos Giron, fellow UCLA Bruin. He is uh, not French. He has got the win. Uh, and I don't believe... Uh, uh, yes, against Tennis Sangren. Then Mitchell Kruger also getting a victory and Stefan Kozlov as well. Let's circle back, though, to Seb Kordagen. Uh, back up to a career-high 38 in the world in the live rankings. What makes you excited about the young Americans game? Yeah, uh, obviously he comes from a tennis background family. I think, you know, watching his dad, I'm sure he has definitely helped him in his career so far. And uh, to see what he's done, I saw him when he was younger at the USTA and uh, to see where he is right now, uh, watching how well he did last year and then also doing so good at Wimbledon. It's He has a very, very promising career ahead of him, that's for sure. 
He's got such a brilliant game, and we can all see that. That's just something that's so obvious. But I want to talk a little bit about the intangibles. So much of life is who you surround yourself with. And, Jen, you talked about his family. Well, let's talk about his sisters, Jessica and Nellie. I mean, you want to talk about world champions in what they do. And when you're around that all day, all of a sudden the standards become higher and higher. So when you get into the quarters of these majors, all of a sudden it's just a regular week. You're really expecting to start winning them. And when you expect that from yourself and truly believe that, it's when beautiful things happen. Yeah, for sure. I mean, his sister won a major last year. So to see that, I'm sure he's like, okay, I'm next. And then <laughs> I, I know for sure. I mean, he he is definitely an up-and-coming tennis player, American. It's it's good to see, especially on the men's side. The Kardashians, they're, they're amazing. I mean, Nelly's yeah. number one in the world. Peter got to two in the world. So, Sevi, you know, he's trying to get to I that, that top I don't think Steve came up with that have, one. Have you checked with them on that name? Oh, they, they, they say that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Nelly, Jessica, Steve Seb. Did discover yeah. that one. We're going with it. We're going with it. It's on Instagram. you got to follow the Cordas. Come on. Uh, you know, I'm working on my social. Yeah. Jen, Jen's First trying to family. have my social First family. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to Dubai. Uh, a couple major champions in action, Jenny. we got Sophia Kennan down to 90 in the world now, 2-3 and three on the season. Yelena Ostapenko, former Roland Garros champ, making some quick work today. Yeah, we have uh, Ostapenko over here rocking the new Nike kit, as we see. Um, love that Ostapenko. I, I personally love playing against Ostapenko. She hits majority of her forehands into the deuce side, uh, which is into my forehand, so I prefer that. But, yeah, uh, she can also be on, and she is definitely dangerous when she's on. She can hit a lot of winners, which today she did against Kennan. Kennan isn't in the best form right now. Yeah, Hopefully she can... Find a way to, to get back to her winning ways. She had such a good year back in 2020. So, yeah, it'll yeah, be great to, to see how uh, Kennan's year ends up this year. 88 points in the match, Jen. How many rallies of more than seven shots? My guess is three. It was just two. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Danielle Collins playing her first match since the final of the Australian Open, playing Marketa Vondrasova. Prakash, first set looked good for the American. Well, starting off doing what you did in Australia, stepping into the court, driving through those ground strokes there. But over here, at the beginning of the second set, things started to change a little bit. A bit of an unlucky situation here. That ball was called out, ended up being overruled in. Said that Collins struck the ball after, so it's thin. They didn't replay the point. Danielle is upset, ends up losing her serve. But then shortly after that, down to break here, on the verge of losing a second break, she seems a little bit out of sorts, and all of a sudden things took a very, very serious turn. You can see Danielle quite emotional there, and I believe she got a bad spell of dizziness and a lovely show of sportsmanship here from Fonda Silva, not only consoling her, but helping her gather her things, just knowing that Danielle is in quite a physical and emotional state. Ends up putting the rest of her rackets in her bag as well. Sad turn of events there, Steve. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hope all the best for Danielle Collins. As we see Paula Bedosa getting upset. She's in the top five in the world right now. She's going down. Alina Svitolina gets the victory. Jill Teichman over Alisa Mertens. And Kuder Matova taking out Vika Azarenka. Uh, circle back to Danielle Collins, because you've been in this position before in terms of getting to the Australian Open final. And then that first match after, and the expectations obviously are, are a lot bigger. Yeah, they definitely are. It's uh, For me, 
Last year, I went straight to Doha after the Australian Open, and it was pushed back a week later than usual. So it was only about five, six days in between, which probably wasn't the best decision on my part to, to play the tournament. But, hey, you live and learn. But I definitely wouldn't have recommended if, if I were in Danielle's camp to, to go and play. I probably would have, you know, gone home and spent some extra time there. I'm sure Ash Barty's at home right now resting, getting ready for maybe Miami Open or Indian Wells. So, yeah, it's it's definitely, it takes experience, something that you learn, but uh, hopefully she, she recovers and hopefully it isn't that serious. You talked about scheduling there a little bit, Jen, and when all of a sudden you start making second weeks of Grand Slams, it takes a different toll on you physically and emotionally. You talked about Ash Barty. You know, when you're at world number one, you do such a good job of balancing when you play, when you don't, and this is a huge event for Danielle. So you don't almost realize how much it takes out of you. So certainly a giant part being able to spread it out. Yeah. Yeah. Jen got to 13 in the world. Danielle got to 10 in the world. I mean, the whole landscape is now changed when you get to the final of a major tournament. A lot more still to get to here on TC Live. Some big matches coming up tomorrow. And we also have highlights from Rio and Doha. Where in the world Will the hot shot of the day come from? We will let you know, and we'll break down some big matchups tomorrow, including Andy Murray. Yes. But when we come back, we honor Willis Thomas, a tennis pioneer and doubles partner of Arthur Ashe, as our Black History Month celebration continues. TC Live is presented by Verbo, a place for together. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. From his doubles partnership with Arthur Ashe to his tireless efforts bringing tennis to a more diverse young audience, Willis Thomas left his mark on an amazing cross-section of the sport. In 1954, an 11-year-old Thomas met Ash at an American Tennis Association National Championship. Ash invited Thomas to play doubles with him, beginning a winning six-year partnership. As his doubles partner saw his playing career take off, Thomas carved out his own niche as a coach and an advocate for introducing tennis to more players of color. Thomas's leadership included two terms as president of the American Tennis Association, but perhaps his most lasting contribution was his youth mentorship, particularly in his hometown of Washington, D.C. For 30 years, Thomas volunteered and mentored children at the Washington Tennis and Education Foundation. He served as the vice president of programs, helping to mold the lives of kids in the nation's capital, on and off the court. He was particularly engaged in making sure the kids in D.C.'s predominantly black inner city felt a sense of limitless possibility. Under his leadership, the WTEF provided those kids with high-quality facilities, educational resources, and above all, a sense that someone cared for them. 
Willis Thomas retired from his work in 2019, but his immeasurable impact continues. Thank you, Taylor. Our celebration of Black History Month continues throughout February on Tennis Channel. And go to TennisChannel.com right now to see all of our new pieces with Taylor Townsend and Nick Monroe. More TC Live after this. Brady Amitraj Weissman back on TC Live. It was a week ago that Federico Coria upset the five-seed in Buenos Aires. Taking on the five-seed again this week, Christian Garin. This was quick, Prakash. Well, he's up a break early here, and one of the best points you'll see the entire match, unbelievable wheels from both players. Some nice hops there. Love seeing this all the way through the clay court season. They use just about every inch of the court here, and... One of the few times Garin looked like the better player today. And you don't say that very often on the clay court. Monster forehand there from Correa wraps up the first set 6-2. And just more of the same but on both flanks in this second set. Gets up an early break and that wasn't enough. Got two more, closed it out 6-2-6 love. If you're giving Christian Garin two games on a clay court, you better go buy yourself a lotto ticket because it is all working for you. He won the last 10 points of the match. That was a shocker. How about Fabio Fonini getting a win today? Sarundalo taking out Benoit Pair. The beardless. What do you think of the beardless Benoit Pair, Jenny? He's definitely not beardless. Steve, how about a little shout-out from my guy, Fernando Verdasco? Same age as me, still doing it out there. One for the older guys. So so you're inspired to come back? Uh, absolutely not, but I will live vicariously <laughs> through him, if that's what you're asking. Uh, Garbina Muguruza, defending champ in Dubai, took out three top 20 players on the way to the title. Her first win on the WTA in nearly two years. First of three titles last year. Taking on... Barbora Krejcikova's doubles partner, Katarina Sinyakova today, needed three sets against the Czech qualifier. Jenny, what's it like to play these two? Uh, well, Sinyakova today was serving 5-3 and had a double fault. And then, as you saw, she double faulted away That's that game where uh, Muguruza needed seven break points to eventually break and win, go on and win the first set tie break. Then we have the second set that Sinyakova was clearly in control, and she was feeling pretty comfortable in that set. Um, she definitely put herself in a winning position in the first set, and then if she would have, she could have clearly won the match by just by cruising in that second set. But Garbinia was just too strong today in the third set and uh, eventually got her, the, got her the W. Had 18 breakpoint chances in this match. Converted only four of them, but you give yourself opportunities. Obviously, it was enough. Won nearly 70% of the points on the second serve return. And the defending champ, number seven player in the world, is moving on. How about the number one seed? Number two in the world, Arena Sabalenka, playing 19-year-old Marta Kostyuk. And Sabalenka, this is the best I've seen Sabalenka Prakash in a long time. Absolutely. Look, uh, I think if she cleans up her serve, which she has been doing in recent weeks, she is going to put a major up on the board. Kostyu got up early here in this first set with the number one seed fighting back, doing what she does. And boy, did she stay up on the baseline, stayed nice and aggressive. And the serve looking pretty clean today, which makes her life a lot easier. 
than it was in Australia, where she was struggling with that. And you can see here when she's taking three steps inside the baseline to return that serve. I mean, boy, you're already intimidated as you're stepping up the line to serve. With all business here in this second set, 6-1, clean sticks up, looking every bit the number one seed that she is. Only nine double faults. You get single-digit double faults for Sabalenka. You're doing something good. It's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. It's a good day. Uh, back to the men in Doha. Jen, two-time champ. Andy Murray taking on Taro Daniel. Served really well. He won nearly 80% of those points, did Andy? And he had six breaks to serve. How about Andy Murray, the legend? Yeah, Andy Murray, former world number one Grand Slam champion. He looked good today in his first round match. He's getting that revenge that he had lost against in uh, Australian Open against Taro Daniel, who was coming off a good performance there, making the third round. So it's good to see. Good to see Andy with the W today. Said he tried to be the one dictating from the first point. Said it was one of the better matches he's played in recent months. So those strong words from Andy Murray as he is moving on to the next round. He's been to the finals four times in Doha. Take a look at some other scores. Alexander Bublik getting a win. Martin Fucevic. The other Emer, Michael went down. Elias gets the victory. And Emil Rusevori, nice win against former top tenor David Goffin. Taking a look at our Verbo tournament summary, top-ranked American woman Danielle Collins retiring from her match today. Up a set, had some dizziness. Paula Bedosa, Christian Garin, both out. And it's a meeting of former Roland Garros champions, Elena Ostapenko and Iga Sviantek, coming up Wednesday in Dubai. Jenny, Prakash, myself, back to wrap up the show with a hot shot after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back on TC Live Tennis Channel once again, the exclusive home for complete first ball through finals live coverage of the BNP Paribas Open in Indian Wells. All the star-studded ATP and WTA action from the desert in California begins Wednesday, March 9th, TC Live, 1 p.m. Eastern, every single day. Cannot wait to get back to tennis paradise. Love it there. Hot shot of the day, Jen Brady. What do we have? All right, let's see it. Here we have Andy Murray and Taro Daniel. So we saw the highlight, but we didn't see this, did we? No, we didn't. <laughs> this wasn't in the highlight. Because <laughs> it was the best highlight. Whoa! Up, playing aggressive tennis. Look, we love it and love to see it. It's going to be great for his career at this point. But there's something about Andy Murray showing that special defense that helped get him to number one in the world. It's a beautiful thing. The filth. All right, uh, speaking of filth, we got a lot of the good variety. On center court tomorrow, it starts at 5 a.m. Eastern, 2 a.m. Pacific. Jesse Pagula on Jabur. I know Jen's focused on that one. We got Schwartzman, Martinez, Corda, Seppi, Cam Nori, Oscar, Atta. Uh, but the other matches are the ones we're going to talk about. How about Sabalenka, Kvitova, Jen? They have split their four previous meetings. He got uh, a two-time Grand Slam champion in Petra Kvitova. 
Then you got Arena Sabalenka, who's the number two player in the world. What are the keys to this match? Yeah, and future Grand Slam champion, in go. my opinion. All right. But, yeah, it's definitely going to be a really good match. I am really excited for that one. Um, also, I mean, lefty Petra Kvitova, both very, very powerful. Who knows how Sabalenka's serve is going to be. I'm sure she'll be fine. She won several matches in Australia hitting double digits, double faults. But, um, I mean, that's something that she's obviously going through. She'll get over it. But I think it'll definitely be a really high-quality match. You mentioned they're both just such big hitters of the ball, and Kvitova has such a magnificent serve, and when she's working well, those courts are pretty quick there. The ball moves through the air really fast. But last week, she had a pretty uncharacteristic loss to Begu, and which kind of came out of nowhere. It just didn't really seem in the match. So she's been looking great so far this week. Just want to see if she makes sure she keeps that up and all of a sudden doesn't have a bad day. But I'm hoping for them to both play well because it could be an absolute firecracker. I love these early round matches that are so good. Uh, I mean, we've had it all year long. Andy Murray, Roberto Bautista Agut. I mean, RBA is so solid. But from what you saw from from Andy. Heavyweight. It's going to be a heavyweight fight. (laughs) Yeah. You you think RBA is a heavyweight? Uh, uh, I think he's a middleweight. Have you, have you, I think uh, it's going to be a lightweight. Pound, he's pound for pound. Have you played a baseline one, game with one the, the guy? One of the best. But <laughs> Listen, he, he is, he is going to bring it tomorrow. He doesn't give you any anything, and he's one of the toughest outs on the tour. Andy's going to have to earn every single point, and they're going to have some long ones out there, so Andy's body's going to go through it. He's going to be running around, really putting that hip to the test, and I think he's going to need to be aggressive. I don't think he's going to win completely hanging back. What else do you think he needs to bring to his game, Jenny, to be able to pull off this upset? I would like to see him come into the net more. I think yeah. he's. It's going to be a. It's going to be a long battle if they're both just standing back on the baseline, grinding, rallying, and uh, counter punching each other. So I think if Andy is able to maybe serve a little bit more aggressive and be able to finish more points at net, I think it gives him a better chance. That's it right there, Andy Murray. Three-one head-to-head against Roberto Bautista Agut. Day two for Jen Brady, Jeannie Bouchard. Thanks for watching. We see you out there. Everybody loves Jenny Brady. For Jenny, Prakash Amitraj, I'm Steve Wiseman, and our entire crew, thanks for joining us on TC Live. We'll see you back here tomorrow.